medit- the, the uh, discipline of meditation, we're going to talk a bit more about today and next week. It links with study because Proverbs 23 and verse 7 says, as someone thinks in their heart, that's what they are. In the old words, it was, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. What does it mean? It means that you are not who you present to the world. You are not the outer that's all been you know, quaffed and make, make up and the outfit all put together. That's not who you are. Who you are are the thoughts in your heart. I met a man that told me he couldn't, he didn't think God could forgive him because he had a problem with lust. And I said, do you act on a problem? And he goes, no. And I said, then we can work with this. We, we, we can work if you act with it too, but this is great. And he says, would your church accept me? And I said, in my heart, I killed five people on the way here. So yes, <laughs> yes, we can. It, it was in the name of Christian love, but um, <clears throat> it was to help the flow of traffic. Um, <clears throat> by the way, just a thought, just a thought. If you have a lot of people following you, it might not mean you're a leader. It might mean you're a clog in the pipe. So check. Always check. That's all I'm saying. There are are good reasons to meditate in Scripture. There are six of them very quickly. In Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, it will bring prosperity. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. You will be prosperous and successful. Psalm 1 tells us, and we read this last week, So let's put up the verse 3 one, if we can do that. There we are. If you meditate, that person yields fruit in season, their leaf does not wither, whatever they do prospers. You also, Psalm 119, 97 and 98. Yeah, there are a lot of verses in that one. Oh, how I love your law. I meditate on it all day long. Your commands are always with me. And here we go. They make me wiser than my enemies. And who wouldn't want that before they open up the Twitter app? Then Psalm, same Psalm, two verses later. You will be wiser than the elders. Ooh. I preached for 10 years at Rochester, and I get to be back up there. This is in Michigan, Detroit area. Get to be up there in two weeks. By the way, in two weeks, you are so blessed. Because on St. Patrick's Day, you won't have me. Uh, I'm... And I you normally don't talk to people on St. Patrick's Day because they think I'm having them on. You know, they're, they're going, ah, right, that's you. And I'm going, no, that's me. Anyway, um, up here preaching will be our own Lauren Schrader and her father. And that's going to be so cool. And, and, and so I will be listening to that online. That's exciting. You have more insight than your, than your elders or teachers in some versions. Psalm 63, verses 5 and 6, meditate and you'll be filled with joy. By the way, I know, I, I know that doesn't sound likely. When, I, when, when the Bible was preached at me, <laughs> it kind of was, growing up, the idea of, oh, I love your law, I'm going to read that law, and that's going to fill me with joy. He's not talking about things like, now we sacrifice this sheep this way. He's talking about the way you live your life. Who's your, what's in your heart? How are you going to walk through this room like Jesus? Doing that makes you wiser. You'll be filled with joy. And then we'll go to the New Testament. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 15. If you give yourself wholly to them, everyone will see God working in your life. They will see your progress. Wow. There are biblical words for meditation. And by the way, we'll put these notes up online, even if I don't finish today. Fair enough? So that we can have that. And, and 
it doesn't, there's nowhere in the Bible that says I have to have a long sermon, but there's nowhere it says I can't. Uh, there are biblical words for meditation. And remember, it's the opposite of Eastern meditation. In Eastern meditation, you empty yourself. In biblical meditation, you fill yourself with one thought. One thought. You've got to fill, though. And that's a little difficult, so that's why we're working on it. The first word I'll bring up is haka, which means to murmur in pleasure or to ponder. Now, I've been married to Cammie for uh, almost 40 years, but when I see her, I smile. It's a reflex. Can't help it. And don't want to change that. But that's the same concept here of when you see something or realize something, you just keep saying it. You keep rolling it in your head. You keep bringing that to mind. The next word, sicha, uh, reflection with deep devotion or contemplation. This is where you, you, you go still and you think. And we're going to get, do a little exercise of that here in a bit. Uh, Max Lucado did a, a, a masterful job of this. And I don't remember if it was in um, No Wonder They Call Him the Savior or One Came Near. Just read both books. You, you should, really. But one chapter is all one-word sentences. I'd never seen that before. Blew me away. You could tell that he had, he had focused on this, and every word was a, another way to focus. It was just brilliantly done. That's, that's hard for some people whose mind are doing, you know, squirrel, cheese, whatever. We, we have to maybe find another way for you. There's negion, a musical rotation. This is confessing here, too, in a bit. It's a murmuring sound. You ever had a song you can't get out of your head? God wants you to put something in that just rolls and rolls and rolls. Here's the confession. Sometimes I catch myself with more modern songs, and I say modern as in anything written after 1970, so don't get excited. And they'll have a chorus that keeps going says the same thing. And I'm going, right? I already said that to God. What are we doing? It's kind of like me saying a prayer at my parents' house when I was a boy. They'd say, would you like to, to say the prayer of thanks for the food? And I'm thinking, we, we already did. This, these are all reruns. We've thanked him a couple times for the beans, frankly. Uh, and, 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 I, and I didn't mean it then. But outside, I said, yes, and did it. Anyway, we ate, we ate um, leftovers for 16 years. The Original meal had never been found. Anyway, <laughs> the songs which sometimes annoy me are actually one of the forms of meditation. And Patrick needs to shut up and let it go. Again and again. Say the word again and again. The phrase again and again. And then melateo, which means to carefully revolve in the mind. That is like you put your thought and you actually walk around the thought and look at it from all angles. That's what this is. This is so different from the guy with the clicker. It's still funny for me to call it a clicker. It's a remote. A moot. But a clicker, and just going, tick, 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 tick. really? Really? What, what are you seeing? Now, you can do that on the telly, and that's all right. But in prayer, in your life, focus. Be a focused individual. It is a communing with God in the language of God's word. 
all of these things are careful reflection. None of these things are the bumper sticker that I, I saw several times in the years past that said, God said it, I believe it, that settles it. That's not the way God told you to read scripture. He told you to get the thought, get the idea, and stop and work on it. Move around it. See it. Learn from it. Don't just read it. It's kind of like if you ever got a love letter, people actually used to write those with their hands. <clears throat> kind of creepy. Now, you get a handwritten envelope, don't, don't a lot of us go, ooh, you know, that, that could be, you know, let's check for the white powder. We're frightened. Uh, but they would write, a lo- and when you read a love letter, what do you do? Just open up, scan it, and go, oh, yeah, they love me. Lots, passion. No, you focus. Focus. God needs us to stop. It's, it's, it's building your day and night around that thought. You build your day around that thought. There are times I've caught myself saying, no, no, today I'm supposed to be pleasant. You know, and it's hard. But if you don't fill your mind with that thought, the world gets to fill your mind. They get to be the voice. Hmm. You need to be to the point where somebody goes, squirrel. You can think, I've already seen a squirrel. Why would I want to see a squirrel? And your brain doesn't go that direction. It's filling your mind with the mind and thoughts of God. Too often, the reason we don't meditate is because we already are. The house is full. We have revenge scenarios in here. We have rock star scenarios. We have if I won the lottery scenarios. We have the why is that person on the road scenario. We have put so much stuff in our head, we don't, we don't have any room for him. We've, we've got everything from social media, which I, I use, so I'm not against it. But we can get to a point where, you know, hang on, um, that's, that's, we, we need to back away a little bit. You need to watch what's already being put in. You don't want God to come to your mind and find there's no room at the end. So you need to be a purposeful individual and not a pinball that bounces back and forth according to whatever the world's doing. You can decide not to panic. That's because that's who we are. God tries to get in and find the rooms already booked, surrounded by noises, internal and external. No, that's not good. That's not good at all. It gives the devil a place to work because he hates scrutiny. And if we stop, we might see what he is doing. We need to stop and give it time. Meditation is closely linked with study, and we're going to talk more about that next week. For there has to be a focus. And when I say study, immediately... A lot of people will seize up. But let's, let's work on that. James 1 talks about this. It needs to be systematic. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry. Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. So stop it on Twitter. There, he didn't, that's not in the Bible. Uh, lost that last, thank you. Get, therefore, get rid of all fil- moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent still today. Fair enough, yeah? And humbly accept the word planted in you. You're going to have to tend that garden. This is the garden you tend, which can save you. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourself. So not just reading. Do what it says. Now, don't do everything it says. Don't build an ark. 
Don't go attack a Moabite. Rightly divide the word. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forget what he looks like. But now, by the way, if you're thinking, how could that happen? Please, remember, he wrote this when people, most of them, will never see a mirror. And so that's why. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they've heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they have to do. The law that brings freedom, let me work with that a bit for you. This is a narrative. It's not a set of laws. We have to divide and see handling it right. More about that next week. But why would it give freedom? Oh, it's easy. The commercial comes on. This is the interview you cannot miss. Prove them wrong. Miss it. See what happens. I've had people say, oh, you like science. Do you ever see CSI? And there's so many. There's probably a CSI Fargo, North Dakota now. <laughs> say, no. They say, why not? I say, because I, I have that thing, um, a life. And so I, I don't. Now, I, I like some TV like you do. But the point, point is, uh, you don't have to. Watch this. You don't have to like this. You know, I didn't like basketball until my grandsons are playing. And frankly, if they're not playing, I still don't like it. <laughs> it there's probably jealousy involved. You know, they have athletic ability and height. Um, my vertical leap is similar to that of a large rock. Um, so that's probably some of that. But I don't have to like it. I don't have to watch it. And people go, oh, you've got to. No, no, you don't. No, you don't. If it rains, you've got to be depressed. Well, no, that's, that's optional for most people. If they have seasonal affective disorder, it isn't. But for most people, you don't have to be enraged. This is the thing that really gets me. <gasps> that man said that. I am appalled. Really? You, you didn't know people said that? You're allowed to love people who are icky. You are. In fact, you're supposed to. Even on both sides, your left and right ickies. You're supposed to love them. Oh, that can be hard. You don't have to like them, but you have to love them. You understand what I mean? You don't have to say, right, we're going to go on a date, arm in arm, here we go. But you can love them. Our Bible is a narrative. Before you read it, say, and a lot of churches do this, a lot, a lot of liturgical churches do it. I find it immensely valuable before I open the Bible to pray to God saying, this is your book, not mine. Please show me what I need to find. And then I don't go, it's purposeful where I'm going. I'm looking for something. Because if it went, you know, and Judas went out and hanged himself, I'm going to go, oh, okay, that's probably not for me. Pray and then intentionally go in. And then after you read it, many liturgical churches will say, may God add his blessing upon his holy word. We did that, and even Church of Christ churches in Scotland would always add, may God ask, uh, add his blessings to the reading of his holy word. And you'd hear rather murmured amens around the room. I find that immensely valuable. It focuses. What we're doing, it's not like, I'm going to read this. No, it focuses. Don't read a chapter a day. Don't read five chapters a day. If you read five chapters a day, you've not sinned, but you've not meditated and you've not studied 
Study takes time, effort, and intention. And then take it with you and walk with that that day. Deuteronomy 6 is one of my favorite chapters, and here's why. I'm looking at Dr. Lemons. He can do this all day long. Hero, I can't. I don't know the rest of them in Hebrew. Hero Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Your children will not be impressed with the law of God if you don't live it. If you're not disciplined, your children will not be disciplined. Talk about them, not your children, the law. When you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, when you get up, tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. That was hyperbole that the Pharisees took literally and they put little boxes of scripture on their heads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. Put, put it in your life. Do you walk with this? We went to, we, we were given a free trip to Disney World, so we went with my daughter. We, our son wasn't born yet. Cammie was actually pregnant with him, but our wee girl was just six years old. You know, she spent three years in Scotland, three in America, so she's thoroughly confused at that stage. So we thought, you know what, help her. Let's take this free trip to Disney World and let her see a giant rat. So we did. <laughs> now, I don't know if you've ever been there. Uh, if, if, if you have, lovely, fine. But they don't, you can't get there. You have to go a place and wait, and then a shuttle takes you to another place where you wait, and then a shuttle takes you. At the end of the day, she is worn out. She's a six-year-old girl that has seen everything, and she doesn't want to leave, but she can't move, right? So I'm holding her. We're waiting for the bus. So she's a bit weepy, and here comes the bus, and we're right in the front of the line, and the line surges around us. Now, right, Americans, stop that. Learn to cue. <laughs> go to Britain. We will teach you. It is, uh, it's, it's staggering. Anyway, um, and, and you would know all of this, but you shot us. Anyway, we, um, as they surged, she got a little bit more weepy because she thought there's not going to be a room on the bus. And my response to her was, Kara, we will not shove and we will not fight for a seat because we are Christian. It's who we are. I think somebody overheard us because they, they ushered us on the bus and got down. I was going, score one for Jesus. But... Um, the point is, had I shoved and such and then got up the next Sunday and preached on love your neighbor, you got to walk it. One of the great, great benefits of being a minister is that I'm always watched. It's a great benefit because it helps me behave because I don't know who's in the room all the time. May God add his blessing focus along the way. You can study and you can memorize, but you need to memorize before you can walk. It is um, it's pretty important to memorize before you walk. Col look, we'll go ahead and do Colossians. Colossians 3. Look, look, at the word, look at the verb he chose here. Let the message of Christ stop right there. What are the two supreme commandments according to Christ? Love God and love everyone else. Let that message, he didn't say remember, dwell among you. It takes residence in your heart. It is the focus of your thought. 
when I walk into a store, you may not have to. You may have been born naturally gifted in the art of love. I was not. So when I go into a shop, let's say Costco, which never has a crowd. <laughs> My goodness. Anyway, if you ever lose somebody, they're probably there. I'm walking in, and people are just you know, going with the weed carts, using them as weapons. And, I, and I'm just, I'm, you know, and, and here, and here, I get thrown. Because when somebody says the word bless, that's not what they mean. They're using it in place of a bad word, an emergency word. So, you know, I'm going around, somebody go bless, and I'm going, what do I do? You know, I don't know what's going on. I have to constantly remind myself, love them. Love them. Why? Because the word of Christ has to dwell in us. It can't be a drive-by on Sunday morning. Mark, would you bring your team back up? And see, it's not even lunchtime. I'm going to read a blessing to you and I would like for you to, to join in the blessing if I could would you stand please when you see the phrase go with God would you also say it starting go with God see him in the movement and rush of your lives see him in the quiet still moments See him in the swirl of butterflies' wings. See him in the rush of cloud and storm. And together, go with God. See him in numbers in your bank account. See him in the plenty in your homes. See him in the times of need and want. See him walk beside you, within you, and in front of you. Go with God. Fill up your imaginations with him. Fill up your days with his word. Fill up your days with our songs to him. Fill yourself with the Christ, the Father, and the Holy Spirit of God. And above all, together, go with God. Let our words be our life.